And we are coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world and South Carolina. <laughs> but welcome to the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. Broadcast live here through StreamYard on Facebook and live on YouTube. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. We have uh, the People's Choice Don Rodriguez. My partner from last week who took me on a trip down memory lane and got me set. The Nubian Sumo James. What's happening, peoples? And I am finally off of uh, Facebook suspension. So if you are watching this on Facebook, it feels so good to be back. How'd you get suspended from Facebook? Uh, Somebody had a raccoon uh, in their home. And I, I said something about exterminating the raccoon. And it got me um, suspended because uh, I said I would, I would uh, pew pew the raccoon. So I got suspended for three days for saying that I would take out the raccoon, which is being a former exterminator. I know you cannot. It's hard to catch a raccoon. I can catch a fox all day long, but it's hard to catch a raccoon. You have to pick it off. But I guess I use the wrong word and they consider animal cruelty i don't know what you want to say but i got suspended you uh, called a snowflake real raccoon and this is the metaphor for something else is it just to make sure no this is a real i'm oh, talking okay. real raccoon i'll just check because he was a big boy too you are you are from dc so you know hey look here mo just because i wear my i've been wearing my 990s my 992s and my 993s longer than y'all been alive on mothers, stamp that. Oh, who? Look, <laughs> he just. I'm sorry. Don, Don's, Don's just mad because Mother. he just arrived to the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, arrived. He he just arrived <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah, so he just he just a little mad. He just a little upset. Oh you know. my god! I was he trying just, to find the go go. Well, you weren't bad. looking in the right place. You're right. When, when are we doing another go-go episode? That's what I want to know. Uh, when we discover whether or not it's a person, place, or thing. It's life. It's that's three. what it is. It's See, all that's the problem. That's the problem. That's why we just stick to the rivers and the lakes that we used to. Wrestling talk. How about that? Now, well, unfortunately, James out of that. So, two of us will have some wrestling talk. But then again, if I recall correctly, Two of y'all, or y'all two, or two of us, not including me, had a lot to say last week about uh, some things they wanted to do with um, steel chairs and, and and tables, if you will. Yeah, there was some discussion about uh, yeah having a little. Uh, I make no apologies party. for what I said. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked. We talked about you, and yeah, I know. but see, and, wait, hold, hold, hold on. You always talk about what you did to James, right? But you never did. talk about what you did to me. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows. Maybe for about a week straight, I got rock bottom every morning for a week straight. It made you tough. I was already tough. No, no, no. Because you kept falling for it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I did. It was kind of fun, though. Uh, but like I tell everybody, I think I'm the only man in history that can say he's stunned rock bottom and put his boss in the shop shooter. Because I, 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 I caught you with a stunner. I caught my, my old boss, Jamie, with a sharpshooter and a rock bottom in the snow. And it's on camera. Just be glad you weren't part of, you know, the, the ladder chair wars and stuff like that in NBA. I don't know if you would have been ready for that. That would have been too much for you. Hey, I would have been down for that. Too much, just a little bit. Just, yeah, we, 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 we did get pretty hardcore um, back in those days. But I forgive you guys. Because at the end of the day, like the Radio One song, we are one. We come together like this, and we hold each other up. And then while we're holding each other up, push KG out the way, grab James, lift him up on the top of my head like this, boom, for the second time, slam him. Because, you know, he old now, so uh, there's not too much resistance. Back then, you know, he could move a little bit more, and he was trying to prevent it. But now he old. He just... Once you get him halfway up, he's just going to go with the flow. You know, he's going to give up the ghost and just take the bump. Give up the ghost. Okay. All right, player. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll let you have it. Oh, I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah you why, should, why as you should. Why are you, you having it? Why are you having it? Why don't you go ahead and tell us about the uh, T-shirt you're wearing and what you're smoking and what you're drinking, uh, resident vice here. Well, you're asking about my shirt. This is a limited edition uh, shirt that part of my group that I'm with uh, called the Good Time Gang, which is my cigar enthusiast group. Uh, this is one of their, this is the limited edition shirt they did with a company called Cigar Porn. So uh, they, um, they, they do like all, all kinds of apparel, T-shirts, hats, things of that nature with uh cigar enthusiasts okay. so some most most of them are gtg members so they decided to do a special shirt for gtg and this is the group have y'all got oh we're at we're international we have oh, really? uh, chapters all over the country and in different countries around the world so oh, wow. uh yeah it's a big it's a pretty big deal it was started the first chapter was started in washington dc at uh Shelly's back back room down downtown and um it's expanded into what it is today so it's you can go to uh good time gang cigar club.com and check it out see um all the different chapters that we have and if you want to get involved you can uh give give a get in touch with us and let us know so you can go to the local uh area, one in your local area and get included no so, rules just shenanigans and bullshit you know we smoke we drank we fellowship that's about it so we all have yeah. like a, 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 a large mass gathering of, of smokers once a year or something actually, actually what we do is we have what we call hook days and we during the spring and summer we take a friday each chapter takes a friday or a weekend starting on friday and they put together a bunch of events for their chapter and for other chapter members to come to okay um i'm part of the uh durham chapter and we're going to have our hook day 
in September on a farm with uh on 40 on on uh 40 on 50 acres of land and we're gonna have a big bonfire we're gonna have all kinds of food trucks we're gonna have um fish fry and all kinds of crazy all kinds of stuff you know folks coming from all over the country uh that want to come join us they can do so within the within the group if you want to get joined you want to join in while you're there we can get you inducted and get you into the chapter that it's local to you so yeah it's it's very it's very it's a very good chapter it's, it's almost like being in a frat you know you got a lot of guys you can a lot of guys and a lot of ladies who can you can network with uh smoke with uh as far as cigars and whatnot uh find out about new cigars that you may not have uh heard of before or uh different types of bourbon drinks or whatever alcohol whatever that you want to uh check out you know we do have vendors that we're good with, uh, so uh, uh, distributors. So uh, wow. we're, we're actually working on. We have a few chapters in the national chapter that is actually looking to get our own cigars done at some point. So it's 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 pretty good situation. That's pretty uh pretty doggone interesting. I'm actually going to say truthfully, I was interested in that. So I appreciate you breaking it down. I didn't realize it was that big. I thought it was just a group of you and uh. Your friends that just got together from school or something like that, and y'all were shucking and jiving. But I do well, have to ask this question because KG looks left out and he looks like he's about to fall asleep. But um, <laughs> do y'all have like some secret handshake? How do people know if you're part of the group or not? Well, we let people know. Oh, yeah, tell us if they got you know. If you, if, what we you have the apparel. We have the apparel. We have the we have the shirts. We have shirts that we wear whenever we go out together. So uh, and then if we decide to go some venture out somewhere where we haven't been before, we usually try to put our shirts on to let folks know that we're from we're with GTG. So uh, yeah, we 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 have a we have a following. People know about us, and people try to uh, get together with us, uh, and eventually they join in at some point. But we have folks who affiliate themselves with us on a regular basis. So uh, yeah. Now as far as what I'm smoking and drinking tonight, I'm being powered by the CAO Bones, which I haven't had in a while because I forgot I had them. They're so far down in my humidor, I forgot they were there. I haven't had these in a few months. And then, as you probably saw earlier, I'm rocking the Maker's Mark glass tonight because I have acquired... The 2001 limited edition Maker's Mark 110 proof. Mm. So uh, we're working on that tonight. That's going to give you sight beyond sight by the time you recover. Good Lord. Good Lord. Good Lord. Man, I'm already tipsy just hearing him say that. <laughs> so since you're not dro uh, smoking a drink in KG, I guess you might as well tell us. What headset you rocking? <laughs> but what headset are you powered by? Well, if that's the case, I am powered by mm -mm. the Logitech G23, which is the upgrade from the original ones that we had. But I'm also rocking with the J Lab mic, as you can see, my little table mic here. Glowing. Oh, and him got the little him him got the little light on the bottom all cute. Look at him. 
Uh oh. My light. My light. My light is for telling me which direction it's, it's in. And I unplug my headphones here. My light is to tell me what direction my headphones are in. I mean, what, what direction the, uh, the mic is facing. Because by it being a table mic, if I switch it and I could put it in the middle of the table, we could sit around the table and have an interview and it picks up everything. But because it's just me, you know, it's that good old blue color. So just on this side of the table. Okay. But I, you know, I like to do my, I like to do my Ray Lewis impressions in it. So you know, um, you know, stabbing people. I, yeah, that's no, what I was about no, to say. You used to stab, you not stabbing people. No, no. I see, like I, I, I go straight Ray Lewis, and you know, I say, when God's for you, who else could be against you? See, it's the, it's the whole, you know, I, I do my Baptist preaching thing. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's one of them things you got to be there for. Mm. Yeah, we really need to not be there for that. Yeah. But speaking of being there, I guess that's a good kind of pseudo segue. Don't <laughs> it, 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 to don't the first. Se- don't don't oh. serve him no steak. Have mercy. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, having some pleasantries, getting to know these uh, fellas once again since I've uh, been gone for a week happily, uh, and KG just wanted to go ahead and show out. So as I was trying to allude to, you're uh unceremonious segue into the first segment um as we discussed or we messaged out aew is going to be making a move and picking up a second show so uh just uh to give a tidbit on uh the press release uh aew rampage first and foremost is going to be debuting on friday nights for one hour at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, beginning August 13th, 2021. That's going to be running so that way you can get some steam because in 2022, Dynamite is going to be moving to TBS. So we talked about what's going to happen with TBS uh, quite some time ago. And if something, a B show would be going to TV, TBS, not knowing that Dynamite would be moving. Um, the executives uh, that was in charge of uh, Time Warner and Warner Media and all that other fun stuff uh, didn't 100% say that this is because of the NHL deal uh, that they have. But at the same time, it is a result, uh, technically, of the NHL deal, but felt as though AEW could get more traction and have more time to do things on the TBS uh, network and potentially Rampage could move to TBS as well, but there will still be periodic events happening on TNT. So the first thing I wanted to get you guys' opinion is what do you think? Because we talked about the second show and the potential for it. So the question is, first and foremost, what do you think about both announcements? I mean, they're moving uh, uh, to, to a whole new network. Well, being that we've already, like you said, we've already talked about this. This is something that we've discussed. And being that they're going to be, are they still, are they still, are they still going to be on Wednesdays or are they talking about moving to Fridays? Well, they haven't said the date yet. They just gave us the year. I'm sorry. Right. Oh, yeah. So uh, Month, I, mean, right? if I had to imagine being a betting man. Oh, they're going to pull that rabbit out the hat and say Monday. Well, being that being that Rampage is probably going to move with them, 
and make that and make that a three-hour show i would say monday too so yeah i would think that too and what's one thing uh tbs has been famously known for all the way back in the day in wcw days as well as technically still now is the overrun because remember tbs has always been the something 05 network so the five minutes is built in pretty much into their their dna for uh tbs so where wwe is going to be locked in to maybe once in a while get away with an overrun before they have whatever's coming if it's not going to be Ms. and Mrs. um on usa uh they're going to get beat out in time which was one of the first things that uh, Eric Bischoff made sure he was able to do because he had unlimited reign on what he could do on the networks. So to be able to go longer or start earlier was the first attack that Vince couldn't handle since they were taped back then. So now they've got to figure out how to be able to combat if it goes to Monday, uh, Dynamite going to three hours, showing on Monday, and uh, we'll probably touch on a little bit later on dealing with the fact that uh yeah raw is kind of not the best storyline to brand right now so they've got it's hard to watch right now raw they've got until 2022. I, 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 the last two weeks of raw have been abysmal so kg i've not been able had, to do it if you had to pick a time kg for them to pull the trigger and go live let's just say it's locked in for monday we'll go ahead and call the spade a spade when would you pull the trigger in 2022 um to have your first tbs show see if we're on the same wavelength if you've been around for a while you know you may be able to get this now when you say time you mean uh time of of like what date or you mean what time during the day no no what what time as in month um time period oh, oh, I they, already, ready. they already said january didn't they not not from what i saw it see january yeah, it, i saw 22. they said january 22. Mm. let me double check that knowledge that was in a, a subsequent press release actually no yep yeah you're right which is kind of upsetting because you're gonna say you're gonna say right right after uh wrestlemania wasn't you you damn I'm right I was. <laughs> you're gonna say you're gonna say the Monday after WrestleMania. That's what you're damn right. Say. No, and I, I you I know the week before. No, nah, I, I see. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh no, nah, I wouldn't have done it the week before. I mean, that would have been a, that would have been an easy uh, rating for them because no, the, I would have. The, the Monday before is always before. the dead show. I would have done the Monday before as the go home show to a special event show on the monday after and force the 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 change so let's say if they were doing you know let's just say double or nothing just to throw out a pay-per-view you know that they do on that monday after wrestlemania there you go if you go and fire the shot even though we're not in competition uh but we're in competition you fire the shot uh and you make sure it hits but january i guess that's all right so that puts them in proximity of what pay-per-view, KG? Royal Rumble is January, correct? Yes, in sir. January. And Royal Rumble begins uh, what, James? Uh, that begins the road to WrestleMania. So it's a passive-aggressive shot, I guess, 
is what we could call it by uh, the executives of Warner and Tony Khan. So they, they go on and do the preemptive strike sometime right around the Warrior Rumble, build some traction, and I guarantee you they're going to do some special televised whatever the Monday after because you can't plus, it in plus, on it's, plus it's ironic that they do that they're doing that in January for rest for Royal, around Royal Rumble time because remember the Royal Rumble was originally done around Thanksgiving time and they originally set that up to go against Starcade yep. with the NWA so it's ironic that they would do something like that. It's almost it's almost like Cody did this on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> he like he like. Well, if we're gonna start, let's start against rest, uh, the Royal Rumble. Now the only but thing you know I, something hope, I heard because we'll never hear of it. Hold on, I'm gonna give you some props. Is that Worlds Collide pay per view is gonna be the thing that they're gonna go up against WrestleMania with, and have all these um, promotions that they've been kind of curating. Have a uh, you know this large massive attack on WWE at one time. But what you gonna say, KG? But it's uh, two things. Number one, uh, I would do it the Monday after WrestleMania because you're gonna steal that thunder. The Raw after WrestleMania is always, especially if WrestleMania was really really good. Uh, year before last, when the women main evented, uh, that was absolutely awesome. That Monday was it was just it was energetic, even though it didn't end the way it was supposed to. But that Monday was energetic. I would do it that Monday and steal all that thunder. And something else that I heard through the grapevine is AEW and WWE have some sort of backroom dealings where they're working together. No, really. Because what I, what I heard was, and this is the the way it was explained. WWE has they never mentioned during the Monday Night Wars. They never mentioned WCW, never. They've mentioned AEW several times on live TV, on tape segments, anything. They've mentioned AEW. Nobody else exists out of WWE in their mind. They've mentioned AEW, and what I'm hearing is. They're actually working together, trying to see how AEW does things with working with other promotions. And pretty soon you're going to see that out of WWE. And we may get all worlds collide. Could be a possibility. Where you have everybody coming together. And it's going to be like, think about this. And I always say this. We do all worlds collide. You can make that out of a three-hour show. But when you make it a three-hour show, it could be on Night of Champions. Where you got champion versus champion versus champion versus champion all the way down the board. Fatal four ways, triple threats, all of that. And one pay-per-view. Now, if you don't have Peacock or you you know, you know still buying pay-per-views, I'd pay $60 for that. Hell, I'd pay $90 for it. But somebody's title has got to change hands. Yeah, and then you got somebody, guys crossing lines. Somebody somebody has to lose the belt. Like, I would not be mad if Kenny Omega beat Roman Reigns. That's not happening. No, but then he would have to show up. Well, the only reason why is because – I mean, if, 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 if somebody loses the title, believe me, it won't come from WWE. 
No, it'll be somebody no, from WWE no, winning a title, no, maybe, but not a title, a WWE title going somewhere else. That's not That's happening. It. Trust me. Somebody's no, going to have not happen. And this isn't happening. Everybody this isn't happening. Not to happen, but I think they would pull the trigger for somebody that they've always wanted to be able to be on their show that they could see as an ambassador to their their brand or the company but yet at the same time be somewhere else and then lose the belt over there as the uh the the, the payback thing but and the only person, there's only two people one of them is kenny omega the other one is jericho okay think about this vince mcmahon tony khan or maybe uh, cody i'll throw three in it maybe cody vince mcmahon tony khan uh whoever runs uh ring of honor new japan or everybody's gonna be back there and they're gonna be like my man and uh and 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 bad boys too when he was in the club he gonna sit there johnny tappy of your fucking mother and just sitting there counting money because that's all that's all they're gonna be doing they're gonna be back there with money machines counting all the money that they get to split up and they's like okay this is the money to pay for everything this big stack over here this is our breed we do this once twice a year we got these fools on the hook. This is well, money. I don't care how many times. Who, who, what Kenny Omega won the WWE Championship. So what? It, the, we'll, uh, we'll make it so he drops it on 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 SmackDown Friday or something. But mm-hmm. it's money. And one thing Vince is not going to turn down. Vince is not going to turn down money. Well, he and did it, already. That that's the problem. This goes into our, our second segment and why it could be possible. James is because Vince and his infinite wisdom of secure and financial structure for the company, AKA his pocket um, has, he's almost, I guess at this point as brokered deals at the level of Sony and Marvel and Disney. And we've got an interesting scenario. So in other words, Fox, uh, USA and WWE, for those that aren't familiar with how things work in uh, the Sony, uh, Marvel and Disney uh, parameters, the number one jewel of the Nile is a nice little young kid that goes to high school that web slings uh, by the name of Peter Parker. Spider-Man. Miles. Well, no, not even Miles. Spider-Man. Miles can travel. Miles is free. But Spider-Man and the rights to the Spider-Man movies still are under the auspices of Sony Pictures. Marvel could not wrestle spider-man away they got fantastic four they got everybody else they could do whatever they want pretty much with the exception of spider-man and uh they just brokered a deal for spider-man the old movies to be able to be shown on disney plus so the negotiations is there but bringing it to the wrestling terms uh which everybody should hopefully be aware of now the amount of stroke that fox has to tell Vincent Kennedy McMahon, uh, you need to go back to live uh, events, period. That was not, oh, we're going live again. We just ready. They, the executives, uh, according to some reportings here, have said that um, we want to be live immediately, a.k.a. beginning uh, Friday, July 16th is the soonest. So there's already been rumors that there's two new sets being built. Uh, one for Raw, one for SmackDown. So if Fox is saying you need to be live, USA is saying, yeah, you need to be live and you need to start touring so we can get our money's worth 
out of your product. Thunderdome was cool. You got your little awards and all this other stuff for the set design and interaction and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you need to go back live because they're tired of seeing AEW have crowds week after week. It, it, you can just tell the difference in the product by how it sounds. You don't have to watch it. You can tell the performances are better because they are reacting to real people, not piped in music. They're getting pops. Case in point, um, and I'm going to let you guys discover what's the real reason why Tamina and Natty are being pushed. Not because Tamina's been 10 years and we just want to do something nice. It's because at WrestleMania, they could not deny the, the sound of the fans cheering for Tamina specifically uh, as well as Natalia. You could not deny that. And that changed the mind of the executives to say, we need to make something and do something with this and let's move it forward. So let's go ahead and commission the cameras to start filming uh, a 24 or whatever it's going to be because they've got a lot of footage of them miraculously out of nowhere, you know, of Tamina winning the belt and everybody realizing, oh, it's been all this time. And Tamina's been on uh, Talking Smack uh, several times and all these other things are happening because the fans made the, the decision, basically, like it should be to push somebody or to bury somebody. And that's what we have happening. And Fox says, we want to have the fans back because we're tired of losing to Dynamite. And this is SmackDown, so they're not even in direct, quote unquote, competition. But they see the writing on the wall that now that this and they knew about TBS, I can guarantee you, because big money talks. So there's a question. that was a hey, man, just let you all know we're going to have an hour show uh, at 10 p.m. What time your show go off? Oh, 10 p.m. Well, yeah, I was just starting right after yours. So they're going to change your channel. So we won't interrupt you, but we're going to put a power hour together. And there you go. So that's pretty much what's happening right now. So I'll let you guys go ahead and, and chime in on your thoughts on uh, live crowds. And we don't know what capacity is going to be. Um, that'll still be, I guess, governed by COVID. But Texas is going to be uh, the first hotspot. I think they are wide open, right, KG, for sports uh, in Texas? If they choose to be, or they uh, at a percentage? No, Texas is wide open. Uh, as far as like, I've heard, because I think COVID called them. It's like, yeah, I'm done with Texas. Y'all can have Texas back, but I don't remember COVID making that phone call. But <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and lean back on that, because what I believe is what I believe. You're allowed to believe what you believe. So, uh, But neighboring states, um, I know Maryland is starting to lift their bands. Uh, Virginia is lifting theirs. Uh, so is DC. So you got this, the DMV doing the damn thing and, and lifting their bands. Ah. So that's a good thing uh, for them. Uh, me, I'm, I'm personally, I'm like, you know, yeah, they lifting the bands, but still stay six feet away from me indefinitely. Right. Um, but uh, around the country, they're just that it's going to be able to, to, you're going to be able to have these live shows, which is okay for them. I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Uh, but I think it's going to, it's going to wind up being something where you have to show a vaccination card to go. It's going to wind up being like that for these live shows, for concerts and everything. You're going to have to show a vaccination card. 
especially if you're going to be within the first five rows, you got to because you're, you know, people coming in there unvaccinated and you don't know you have COVID, you're asymptomatic, and then next thing you know, the performance got, and then it spreads through the whole roster like wildfire. Then we're in trouble. So you mean it's going to be a hockey rink, basically? It should be. Yep. It should be around at the floor seats. Yep. Mm -hmm. It should be. Well, I was reading one. I was reading one article. I was reading somewhere that there was one stadium, and I can't think if I want to say it was either Texas, somewhere in Texas, or Jacksonville. I want to say, but it was one stadium. They're saying that they're going to segregate anybody that can't prove that they've had their COVID shots to one side of the stadium, and everybody and everybody else will be wherever. So they're gonna have that. So uh, I don't know how that's gonna work. That's that's on some. That sounds like some mess right there. That's going yeah, turn into a lawsuit. But uh, they, they they're already they're already talking. They're already talking like you know uh, they're gonna make people. There's certain places or certain things that are gonna make you show a, your vaccination card in order to do whatever you want to do with that with that particular company or whatever. Uh, that's going to end up turning into a lawsuit soon enough. But um, going back to the subject, you uh, WWE is not the only one, and they're probably seeing that there are other organizations like uh, Impact, uh, New Japan, MLW, all of them in June, starting here soon. Within starting in June, actually, uh, starting with the uh, live crowds again. So um, they, they, they don't want to be behind the eight ball on that, you know, because that's money. That, like you said, that's money that they're losing, knowing that there are other companies that are doing it. So yeah, it's 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 they're not going to be they're not going to fall behind on that. They're going to say, well, if we're able and we have the pro- we we're able to, we're going to go ahead and do that, get that done. Yeah, I mean, and, and Tony Khan has has been the blueprint. So uh, shout outs to him. Uh, for having a lot of crowds and taking the precautions and being able to manage Daly's place um, and and everything to the point to where that that sound, even if it's you know maybe a hundred to two hundred people, is invaluable because it's raw and it's organic, and you see it every single time, every single show on dark and everything else, um, and rampage of course shows gonna be the same way, but uh, let's say first week of august there's a live show in your town are you guys buying tickets probably not why not i'm not i'm not trying to get around too many people especially ones i don't know and then you know I, I, i'm still i'm still cautious i mean i got both of my shots in but that don't mean nothing there's still people who are catching covid with the vaccine so I mean, no I'm, I'm still being i'm still being cautious yeah you know? i mean you still wear your mask yeah, I can still wear my mask, but everybody else ain't. What if they don't? Yeah, I, just, it, just in, just in going to my, sh- just in going to my shot the other day for my second shot. I was on the train, and there were plenty of people that weren't wearing masks. I was on the bus, and no, nobody, and people they, 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 they were saying in, it was an announcement every five minutes. Marta, uh, Metro may, is is mandating that you wear your mask over your face, over your nose and mouth. And you got people with masks dangling from their ear and whatnot, and they talking on the phone all loud. So I mean, no, nah, I mean, you know, it, it, just because you do, just because you doing what you're supposed to do, 
don't mean everybody else is. So, you know, like like KG said, uh, give me my six feet or, or give my and, and actually give me 50. So, you know, stay away from me. I'll, I'll be I'll be more than happy to watch it on television, you know, because I enjoy the commentary. So I, I you know I miss the commentary when I when I'm at a live show. So now nah, I'm good. All right, I'm good. What about what about you? You gonna go to and I'm gonna throw it old school. You'll go to the uh, MCI Center or uh, the Baltimore Arena. Uh, I'm like James. No, uh, I'm I'm very cautious. Uh, unlike James, I did not get the shot. I think James is bold, and I admire his courage. <laughs> I, 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 number one, I'm, I'm afraid of needles. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm afraid of needles. But number two, I have my my feelings about said shot that I will not express here. I, I can, we can talk about that, you know, offline and things like that. But uh, no, even if I did have the shot, I still ain't going because I don't trust people. You know, no. you, what, if the people, what if floor seats were like thirty dollars? Sounds enticing, but think about this i go get floor seats and the guy next to me that paid 30 dollars for floor seats i got my mask on i'm all decked out and everything he is <laughs> and next thing you know i got it right and to be and to clear up any and, and clear up what you just said i am really against the shot okay i'm against the shot the only reason i got it it's money because involved. no, there's no money involved. I mean, if it had something to do with my job or something like that, then that'd be a that'd be a probably a lawsuit and that'd be a problem. But I'm thoroughly against the shot. I had I had no intention of getting the shot. But then I thought about people that I was going to be around. And I got and I'm, and, and 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 I have people that I care a lot of a lot about, and some of them are immune deficient. So I did it more so for others I'm going to be around than for myself. So against my better judgment and for the sake of the people around me, I got the shot. And let, let me let me let me get this straight uh, while he's in tears. But um, you didn't have any side effects from the shot. You were fine. I was fine. I was fine. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker on that. Okay. Most of the people that I know that got the shot that had side effects got Moderna. I that got Pfizer. True. I got okay. Pfizer. Now, I had a, a friend of mine. She got the shot. I, she took the first one. She was fine. When she took the second one, five days, she said it felt like it was a jackhammer going off in her head and somebody had beat her with uh, uh, socks with ivory balls of soap in them. Right. She was hurting so bad. She was like, she was hurting so bad. That. A lot of people telling me that they got effects on the second shot, and then I because the, the most I the most I got was the soreness in my arm from where they injected me. That that lasted for about a couple of days. Then I, it's other people that were saying that you know they actually tested positive afterwards after the shot. Right, they tested because, positive because what they're saying is and, and which is bullshit because they do this with every vaccine. They were saying at the beginning that the vaccine wasn't created from blood work from other people who had the vaccine so they're saying that that's not the case that's bullshit. how do you how did you get how do how did they develop the flu vaccine 
they got they got samples of blood from people who had that strain of the flu and they developed a vaccine from that. When's the last time you heard from Tom Hanks? I've been on Twitter a couple times. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, James, because I know where you're going. <laughs> When's Spit the last time you heard shit. from him and his wife? Spit it. Spit that shit. Spit it. Spit it. That's all. That's, that's all I'm gonna say on that. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Exactly. Hey man, I'm just I'm keeping hope alive because at the end of the day, uh, magic is cured. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, who's who's the dude on uh? Who's the dude that just tested HIV positive? The uh, uh Billy dude from, Yeah. Say, well, but he said he had it for 14 years. Yeah. He said he Man. had it for 14 years and it's just coming out? Yeah, he, but he's been living with it for 14 years. He's, he's, he was like, he just didn't want anybody to know. But here's yeah, the thing. Okay. Him, him, him and Magic. He, but the thing is, in the last 30 years, you know, HIV, AIDS, I know we're getting off subject, but HIV, AIDS was a death sentence 35 years ago. You know, you get HIV, 10 years later, it develops into AIDS, it's going to take you slow. But right. what they found out through research is you know you make the right combinations of medicines and everything you know you can keep it at bay and you know you get the right um antivirals i think this is called it can get your white blood cell count up to the point where it's undetectable and that's what magic's been under his hiv has been undetectable for like 20 years now you mean he's cured I Magic wouldn't say cured, but I wouldn't say cured, but I, I probably was the closest to being cured yeah. out of everybody. Right. And I'm Magic like just opened a new uh a new movie theater last week, probably. But Magic Magic had financial aids. Because <laughs> all he did was get richer. Yeah, but right. he, he he listened to his doctors. He didn't take it as, you know, all right, this is a death sentence. He was like, nah, I'm gonna fight this. And he's been fighting come this November. It'll be, it was in October, what was it? November, November 7th. Come this November, we're talking 30 years. 30 years. And so I, I look at Magic on his body and everything. Right. I look at Magic Johnson and, you know, I'm not a uber religious person, but I look at Magic Johnson, I'm like, he was he's here for a purpose. He has a purpose and it's not just to make money, but Magic is a purpose. I look up at Magic and... He's always been my favorite player, but even off the court, I'm like, dog, all you, every time I see magic, it makes me happy. It makes me happy because it gives me hope. Always. I, 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 if, if that's not I enough, to make people cry tonight, man. I, I love magic Johnson. I love magic Johnson. I just love him for who he is. So, so I guess I gotta be the bearer of bad news. Since y'all over here pontificating and and you know uh singing people's praises and you know I love you I love you I gotta be the bad guy that's fine so here's the reality Raw's got problems period what's the problem they don't have enough depth in their roster at the moment to handle a Monday move from AEW or the current storylines that they're running. 
So, but they fi- but they firing people again. Yep. So, granted, these people haven't been on TV in a year, but still. Well, at least they brought Alistair Black back to be maybe Undertaker-ish again. But, you know, normally I'll watch the show and I'll take notes and everything and, and write down my impressions. But within the first 30 minutes of Raw, the first notation that I have down in my nice little binder is, and I quote, does Raw need more depth? The second thing that took my interest was Alexa Bliss and Tamina and Natty's segment. And then the third thing is Kofi in one night beat Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley by Hoka by Crook. That's all I got from three hours of Monday Night Raw, most of which is rematches or rehashes of what we had the night before at WrestleMania Backlash, which was a rehash or rematch or rematch of what we had at WrestleMania. And I could have swore, you guys let me know if I'm wrong, but didn't they come out, was it maybe two years ago and say rematches weren't happening immediately? No, rematches weren't happening automatically. Well, same thing. Because automatically, we went from WrestleMania with Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre to Raw Bobby Lashley and Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre to WrestleMania Backlash with Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre to the Monday after uh, WrestleMania Backlash, which still has a storyline that features Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre because they got nobody else. They got nobody who I mean, other than Braun Strowman, which they just threw in there for shits and giggles. Who else they got that can be in the heavy in the, in the heavyweight title picture? Nobody. AJ Styles. Nah, he's a, he he they, he trying to help with the tag team situation. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, KG, come on now. I know this is your thing. I mean, they throwing Kate, they throwing Kofi in there, you know, just to have somebody in there, just to yeah. have somebody else in there. I mean, and he's the only other logical person right now. Hell, you had uh, T Bar and Mace threatening to take that challenge. I mean, come on. I was actually starting to be like, you know, I was a fan of Dijakovic, so well, well, maybe he should get it. it I, I was grasping at straws. And KG, like I said, I want you to chime in. But then also on the, the adverse, on the other side of the WWE coin, even though it's a three-sided coin technically, um, can SmackDown find a way to keep use of the stars on its roster? Because they actually have the powerhouse uh, 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 when it comes down to the roster. This is excluding NXT because NXT is going to put up NXT numbers. So I'm not worried about them. But they got the best end of the stick on Fox. Raw is, is, is strapped. Tell me, man, what what what, what you feeling on this? I know you're passionate about it. Well, first and foremost, uh, Raw could benefit with calling up NXT wrestlers, as always. Leave SmackDown alone. Get you some new blood at NXT. Rebuild the NXT brand. That's NXT was supposed to be kind of sort of your your breeding ground. Mm-hmm. But it's not even that anymore. Now it's his own show. 
now it started it's time to start cleaning out nxt either you're going to go to one of the main rosters or we're letting you go unfortunately one of those firings uh earlier this week was my man velveteen dream and i understand what it was behind uh but this is this is absolute bull man it, it, it's bull and i got an announcement to make and it's a pretty big announcement uh the little young producer that sit behind the glass the little 17 year old one he got his license he passed today 96. oh snap congratulations so uh uncle bj will be having uh your suit ready for you kid and uh We'll, we'll 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 have you driving us around in no time. So Don, when you when you come into town, just let us know. He'll pick you up from the airport. He'll have his little suit. Open your doors. Take your bags. All that. So, congratulations, Dorito. Oh man, Jeeves, congratulations. And we got a. Uh, I want a Jimmy versus Jay. And oh, that's gonna happen. That's gonna. That's definitely gonna happen. But why would you do that? Because that's because the best that's storyline on the show. And that's going to be the way to get Jimmy into their into onto the table, so to speak. Yeah, they've laid the foundation down with next week with this tag match that may happen or may not happen. May or may not happen, right? The three poppers don't even have to do anything because the match is going to end up being Jimmy versus Jay. Right. It's going to be so, subtle tags, but not tags. Roman said, "Don't tag." So you tag me in. What am I supposed to do? And the hell, they may beat the street profits. They I should. would have them beat the Street Profits, but then they take the L because, you know, he's getting beat down by Roman because they won. It's going to be, like I said, that's the best storyline they've got on SmackDown, period. Now, now I got a, I got a text from uh, the Midnight Rider. He said they ruined NXT guys by changing the gimmick or not using them. Leave Ciampa and Adam Cole in NXT. They just ruined the big black dude from NXT, Keith Lee, which they did. Is it bad to say that? I mean, every time I hear it, I just gotta say it out in public now. That's a porn name. Just what saying. Keith Lee? No, the Midnight Rider. <laughs> Why is that a porn name? Midnight Rider is old school, man. That's, 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 that's Dusty Rose. That's more than Dusty Rose, actually. I mean, he's the one that but made that, it that was made that was uh the most seen as the Midnight Rider, but yeah, that Midnight Rider goes back to still, territory that days. Still, that still sounds like a, a porn name to me. I'm sorry. Now, back, now with that. Saying. With that text being read and that being said, going back to what you were saying, KG, who would you bring up Ooh, from NXT? Ooh, Damn. Because, I mean, there, I can't think of anybody right now that could be helpful to Raw or SmackDown in NXT. I, I could tell you to Raw, I would send Walter. No, he Walter... Vault, part of Walter's contract is that he stays in Germany. You just asked the question. I'm just saying. I know, I know, that, but I'm just saying. I'm, let, I'm just letting you it know that that wouldn't long, happen because he would have been in raw. Time. He would have been in raw. He would have been in raw. I know. He I'm just saying, James, I'm just saying he could just be. You know, that could be where he would show up now. If he comes back over, that's where he would and show up. Oh, that's so uh, open challenges. Uh, by Bobby Lashley. Next thing you know, the lights go out, and then you hear the music, and boom, there's Imperium with Walter. That would be a cool moment to have those two juggernauts going against each other. Oh, no doubt. Walter, Walter versus anybody on the Raw or SmackDown roster. Yeah, but I, I'm just answering your question. So, for all, 
Walter would be my well, number first of all. One. I didn't ask you, I asked KG, but you know, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. You all oh, no. in our conversation, you know, this is all in the mustard that can't catch up. Come on, man. How Ruby Rose doing on um on Fifth Element? <laughs> and he got the paper bees. I'm so I'm sorry. I guess, uh, uh, I guess he was thinking about the killer bees when he made that, huh? Yeah, I probably so. Bees. Oh no, it's, it's jumping Jim Brazil. Oh, snap. Sorry. Yo, man, man, but uh, really, it's nobody in NXT that you can't bring. I agree with, with the people's choice. It's nobody you can bring up right now. Then we look at it and we, we go over and over. We go, What about Chomper? Muscle Chomper? But see, you got you. I, I agree but with the Midnight Rider. But who are you going to You got to keep them there. No, but you got to keep them in NXT. Chomper, I was in Chomper to SmackDown because he can he can go with anybody. His his character, uh, the bravado of the character would just fit perfectly with everybody. Hell, Chomper versus Kevin Owens um, would be a, a great match, uh, no matter wherever K uh, is. Um, who else uh, down there on NXT? Uh, Johnny Gargano should have been up for a long time. He's a workhorse. Him versus AJ Styles. Yeah, I forgot uh, about Gargano. Uh, a great match. These are just people that have just been there. And that's not excluding the biggest elephant in the room, Adam Cole. Baby. But I agree with the Midnight Rider and uh, keeping Ciampa and Cole and NXT. Just let them carry NXT for a little bit. No, Until you not get meant, to, it's not NXT, like you said, is not meant for that. That's but it, 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 it is great. now. It is now because they have their 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 own entity. Yeah, I mean, you, they're they're giving them their own belts. I mean, come on. But yeah, but, but NXT is designed to be able to churn and and release and send people up. They have the formula so that way they get you invested. They build the, the product and then they transition the product. If you start holding a product in. Then you're gonna have to do the logical thing, which I talked about earlier this time last year and uh, two years ago. You have to have a full reset, an honest and true reset. You get all the writers in a room uh, for production on whatever Monday you're gonna start this and say, "Hey, look, every superstar's name is in this bingo turner thing. We're gonna pull a name out." And uh, that's the, the show that they're going to be on. Not scripted. Period. What a champion's lies, what a champion's lie. <clears throat> and then that's what it's going to be. A full, legitimate, randomized draft between all three brands. And that's how you produce the show. That is the AEW killer. Because where people could end up, AEW doesn't have the direction yet to be able to thoroughly handle what could come out of a fully legitimized, randomized, uh, lethal lottery draft. They can't because they can't plan for it. I mean, anybody gets anybody could be anywhere. And then also with that, Nick's 205 Live is unnecessary. But here's the problem with that. And this, this is a legit problem. You don't have a writing staff that's creative enough to do that. It don't even matter. The storyline, if you got the people out, are gonna, yeah. are gonna they're just gonna open up for you. 
But see, that, that's that's the problem. They're not creative enough nowadays. It is when you give it in the right format. They WWE fans have been deprived so much of the voice. All they got is their photos. But I mean, look at the look at the um the Thunderdome faces and stuff. People getting up and going to grab something to drink, and you know, it's it's not as majestic as it used to be to feel a part of uh the show at, at well, that level. You, you know, but if you the Thunderdome rule is if you get up, you lose your spot. That was in the rules, but yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, but, I watched somebody get up several times. <laughs> but here's my problem. I don't know who's in creative. I don't know who's head of writing anymore. But when you had Paul Heyman, and he's not, he's good. He's pretty damn amazing. He's wrote some great storylines. When you had Paul Heyman, you had uh, Vince Russo. Well, you had. Well, not all at the same time. Early WW or late WWF Vince Russo. You gotta right put where you know when he had a buffer, right Vince Russo. But now you you can have all these guys, but if nobody's churning out the storylines, it's it. You can have you got somebody like Keith Lee. Let's just use Keith Lee. You have somebody like Keith Lee. He was white hot. He was over. When he left NXT, and they have done nothing with him, it wrote itself. It Keith Lee's ascension wrote itself, and you fucked it up. Yep, they said it was. They said he was dangerous. They put him in. They put him in the same vein as Nia Jax. They say he was dangerous in the ring. I wasn't safe. NXT said that. Yeah, because I've always heard he was one. Him, Baron Corbin, some of the safest workers you've ever seen. I mean, I just ask say, hey, Adam Cole, when you got the pounce that ended up into uh, the fans, was that unsafe? <laughs> I guarantee you, like, no, it went perfectly because it looked good. But everything flowed the way it's supposed to. But to answer your your uh, riddle there, KG, you do the next evolution of it. Triple H is in charge of Raw. Leave uh, HBK and NXT. Paul Heyman is in charge of SmackDown, but they wouldn't. They don't give Paul Heyman the range that he needs to be successful. Paul Heyman has proven his worth on Talking Smack at a level that he's making superstars without making superstars. And then you know what they do? They snatch back, like when he had what he he had Raw SmackDown. Bischoff had Raw. He had SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, SmackDown started moving up. Post, but yeah. Yeah, and SmackDown started moving up. They fired Bischoff, Smack, uh, Raw started moving down. Then they told uh, Paul Heyman he would no longer be in charge of writing for Raw. Like, stop yo-yoing the good guys. Stop yo-yoing the, 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 the Heymans. And you're putting faith in guys. And then when they did that first purge and they fired the writers, storylines haven't been the same. You get a few here and there that are pretty good, but storylines haven't been the same. Because most of the storylines, if you watch wrestling enough, most of the storylines are repeats of the attitude urges toned down. They're watered down. We need to stop going also, back to that and give me something more. And you have to give uh, a little bit more trust in the superstars, which is why Talking Smacks, to me, is the best produced show that they have because the promos are just bullet points. you got guys like Big E has had some phenomenal 
uh, things on there. Like I said, Paul Heyman's been showing off on there. Paul Heyman's been making Caleb Braxton look uh, really good at, you know, playing a straight man, quote unquote. Um, I mean, you come on there and you're having these these promo for your life moments, I guess is the best way to put it. Promo for your life moments where you're coming in there and they're realizing that all I got to do is cut a promo that's just going to drive my passion and how the fans see me. That's it. Maybe throw one out with the pay-per-view is and who I'm facing. But other than that, I just got a promo for my life. And some of them are able to accomplish that and come across the screen at the level of uh, when you had the diamond and the rust right there. Dusty uh, reaching out and grabbing for the fans and pulling them in. You know, that, man, I've watched some. Um, One of the like, greatest promos ever. Me. You got me. I mean, hell, I even had to tweet Paul Heyman one time when he was, uh, you know, doing the um, the hype for uh, WrestleMania. And I'm like, Paul, you got to stop that, man. Because I, I thought, uh, you know, well, actually, it was uh, when he was hyping it for him versus Daniel Bryan. And I had to tweet him, you need to stop that. Because I almost was about to call the popo, the fire department, the NAACP, and everybody else in fear of what Roman's going to do to this dude. Because Paul just put it out there at a level that's just, man, it was palpable. So, and then, and then, and then to your point, to your point, these guys, these guys and girls that are coming on to talking smack have to keep up with Paul Heyman. Right, they can't come out there and just be all you know flat and whatnot. They have to keep up with the energy that Paul Heyman is bringing. So, right. you know, they, so yeah, they got to, they got to make sure that they're on point. If, they, if they're giving these bullet points, they need to do the best they can with them, because Paul mm-hmm. Heyman's going to come out in the end. He, he as soon as he turns around and he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know how Paul is. <laughs> As soon as he get, as soon as he does that, uh, it's over. Because I'm looking for that. I'm like, yep, we're about to get us a nice little promo here. <laughs> there you go. And I appreciate that, uh, Mr. Conti. But then on the flip side, because I don't want to leave the other side of that three-sided coin out, uh, our truth we already know is a national treasure. Raw Talk is the our truth show. Uh, I do miss uh, Charlie Caruso being on it, but truth does truth. Period. I don't watch. Uh, raw talk for anybody the the guest star. I just watch it for Archer, period. Because he's just going to deliver something you know, to, to make a straight-faced um, uh, antagonist like uh, Shayna Baszler become human, for lack of a better term, is the gift of Archer. Because he added another layer, which set up for her to be more interactive in these Nia Jax tweets and she's playing uh, the straight woman quote unquote um, and some of these tweets uh, between Nia and uh, Reginald are just liquid gold so if you haven't seen any of those little uh, tweets and TikToks and all that other stuff you know you'll appreciate that but that all came from our truth and her being on Raw talking and talking about food and what to put on this and what to put on that and that just became a life of its own but still Talking smack is my fave. So that's, in my opinion, just bringing it home. Uh, what I think uh, needs to happen is you have a true um, lethal lottery draft that resets everything at the level of who's going to be where, 
doesn't matter what brand you're on, you are on a WWE product. And that is your show, and you better champion it like it's all get out. And then at Night of Champions, when you have these folks come together, it, it, the sky's the limit on who's a champion for what belt. And, and then you can really make your own world collide internal show, and it's just going to blow up and go through the roof. Fox is happy. USA is happy uh, on two fronts, and you're good to go. But the last part of this segment is we know about uh, Raw SmackDown touring. That's about to happen as we talked about. But my question to you gentlemen is, should AEW uh, and NXT tour two? And then also, uh, should AEW put their heavy hitters on both shows or let one be the 205 Live, um, you know, build them show, and then you got Dynamite? So that's a, that's a twofer right there, question-wise, gents. Well, they're already doing that. The show, they, uh, all of their, all of their stars are on Dynamite, Dark, and um, on all four shows. They're on and, all four shows because Moxley, because Moxley and Eddie Kingston have been on all four shows over the last month or so. Yeah, but this so, isn't. But, I'm talking about at the level of. You know, we're talking advertised buys, not stuff on YouTube pages and, and stuff like that or their website. We're, we're really talking the big boys and girls table when based off of what you produce is going to determine how much we charge for that five minute block of advertising time. And that's what matters. That's a demographic. Uh, so do, do they have the depth for Red Velvets and, and Luther's and and varsity blondes and um uh abaddons and other characters like that to hold their own or are they going to need pinnacle inner circle death triangle uh butcher bunny and the blade uh eddie kingston moxley um dark order taking over do they need that on both shows to be able to keep pace with three brands of touring wwe yeah yeah they would have to they would have to because I mean to put all of their main event talent on one show and then have a B show, you know, they see that's not gonna work because they see what WWE's doing. Mm-hmm. And they're not gonna do that, they're not gonna do that anyway because they wanna spread out to make sure that they get that they get that people get seen all over. So now they're gonna they're gonna put they're gonna put all of their top talent all over the place, everywhere that they can put them. And as far as them touring, yeah, everybody needs a tour. Everybody's getting ready to start touring. I mean, you got MLW is going to start July 10th in the 2300 Arena. And they're actually, now if you're talking about expansion, MLW is actually doing an expansion because they are actually, what they, they're having what they're calling their first annual open draft where they're going at, where they're going after a whole bu- anybody that from anywhere that is willing to be in the uh, NMLW, and they've you already signed. The WWE left or let go? <laughs> well, well, no, well, no. The first person, anybody, anybody from any organization that get, or they go or any independent, they're looking at. Because right now, you know who the first person they signed this week? Please say Faye Jackson. No, Faye Jackson's retired, unfortunately. So I know, but I'm saying she's already she's already getting ready to shut down her website, so she's trying to. I know, but I mean, 
She's trying to sell the last little bit of her stuff to, uh, on the website so she can get rid of that. So, yeah, unfortunately, it's not Faye Jackson. I would love that. Well, but, well hold on. Hold on. Uh, just a public service announcement to Miss Faye Jackson. We always got room for you here at Sideline Junkies. Damn, Skiffy, we do. Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. Right here yeah. on my lap. Well, hold on, James, James. If you need somewhere to be, I got, I got a seat for you, baby. Jay, did you notice you put the uh the super loving uh voice on for that one? Uh, he, smiling, he had that super love voice. Go do it oh again. Yeah. Go do it again. Oh what, yeah, what, what? he put on he did the he, he put on the McLovin' voice on that one. Yeah, his wife got excited. She probably mm -hmm. thought it right there. Before I was interrupted. There oh, go see there. Oh, there you go. Oh, he pulled out Miss the very white now. It, you are more than welcome to join the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs anytime you choose. There is an open chair here for you. Number five. <laughs> as long oh, as you live. I'm myself, baby. Someone but who I'm loves the one who loves you. And there's no one else. Like I do. Oh, my God. Hey, look, don't start up with no Lou Rose. I'll break out in the tobacco road in this month. Don't you start. <laughs> Oh my god. Don't please, you start. Please don't. Please but, don't. But Thank going back to the going please back start. to the subject, MLW has just signed Davy Richards. Who? Davy Richards, the American <laughs> Wolf, who used to be tag team partners with Eddie Edwards. Yep. In uh in, uh, back in the day. Uh multiple time tag team champions within Impact. Uh, New Japan and and Ring of Honor and other places. So yes, he's been out of the, he's been out and retired for a while. He was very hurt and wanted to recover. He just had a baby with uh, uh, Angelina Love at the time he left. He became he studied and became a paramedic. So, uh, but he's been doing a lot of working out and everything and getting getting into ring shape. And he is now signed officially, like within the last like three months ago, actually, but they just made the announcement this week that he is going to be part of MLW and he will be at the, uh, their first live show in uh, 2300 Arena on July 10th. Nice. So, uh, and they're going to be announcing new people every week up until July 10th. So you got a lot, that's a lot, that's a few weeks, about a good six, seven weeks, is that eight weeks. In order for them to get some more people in here, and, and they've already announced that there's some guy, there's some folks that have already re-signed with them, like the uh, Von Erics and mm -hmm. a couple and a few others. So, um, yeah, MLW is going to be in, real interesting to watch here soon. So uh, you might want to check them out. What you got there, buddy? Just want to show you before I hit send. That I, I'm dead. I'm dead serious. I'm I'm going to put what? it on. Oh, okay. That's uh, I was about to say that's, that was. From, <laughs> I thought that was from her. <laughs> Look, we we, we, did not, we already got one response back. Oh, hold on. Let's see if we can swing for the fences and get another. Because if she says she want to be on next Saturday, I don't care what we got to talk about. We talking about whatever you want to talk about. Oh, we don't have. Oh, we a we just have that voice. Show. You just have that voice on. Make sure you oh, believe order and all that stuff. Wait, wait, wait till it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the lovely, the talented, Faye Jackson. See, <laughs> I'm already prepared. 
I'm already well, playing. She says she's, she says she's got she says she's got two sets of ring gear still available for sale. So how much money y'all got? Let's go, let's go halfies. <laughs> Which half you gonna take, Jane? <laughs> no comment. Because <laughs> I, I look, I was loading up. <laughs> now, YouTube purrs. The appropriate answer was for y'all to cut everything straight up the middle. Sure. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Oh, oh boy, you guys. All right, so our final segment was just uh, to throw something out there for fun because I knew y'all would uh, have a field day with everything else that we talked about on the show. And it kind it kind of hit me. Well, actually, it really hit Cesaro several times, and I was like, well. I'm quite sure that's going to be the first Hell in a Cell match announced. So I want to know, in your opinion, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro in Hell in a Cell, might as well call a spade a spade. Could that be the second best Hell in a Cell match of all time? I don't know about that. Why, why not? I don't know about I don't know about second best. I mean... This will be Cesaro's Two first hell in a cell. Two consummate workers. How many? How many? How many is hell hell in the cells has Seth had? One, two, two. I think two. In an elimination chamber. Yeah. Cesaro's, Cesaro's been a, Cesaro's been in an elimination chamber. So what they know. do? What they do? A Punjabi prison. Oh God. <laughs> hell, do three levels of hell. Well, you know, do do three three tower three. Triple Tower of Doom or something, yeah. Now that's something I ain't seen in a while. And you won't. <laughs> and you probably won't see it ever. Pinnacle versus uh versus um uh uh what the hell are they called? Inner Circle. They would probably do it. I I don't see why not. They just did the uh the the Steve Austin beer truck thing, so why not? But isn't that trademark? Isn't that a a, a Wait, wait, hold on. That's not that, that started in NWA. What was that? Starcade? Yeah. What? That they did that they did the, the, triple, what, what the triple cage. Yeah, because you had the regular cage, then you had to climb up, then you had the second cage, and you had the third cage at the top. Right. Mm-hmm. That was Starcade. And then the four rings that were all connected, and you had four matches going on in the four rings. That was Bash at the Beach, right? Mm. What, what, is that where that started? I don't remember. At? I don't remember oh, four. Arcade? I don't remember four matches. Was, you mean three cages? I mean, uh, yeah, three okay. rings. Was it three rings or four rings? I, I don't remember anything past two. Three. I don't remember four. They did three rings. I think that was a bastard to beach. I have to double check that, but I, I kind of getting a uh, reminiscing about um, some sand there and some beach atmosphere, but three rings. Uh, uh, they did it at War Games for NXT a couple years ago. It was a uh, uh, Super Bowl Sunday War Games. Yeah, that because uh, Velveteen Dream, a uh, couple of other people. I can't remember everybody that was in it, but it was like one of the highest rated NXT pay per views. It was a takeover on Super yeah. Bowl Sunday, and it was a high. Mini, it was really show. really high rated. A mini show, yeah. But the War Games concept is a dust is a dusty the concept, and that started in NWA. Yeah, right. I just can't remember what and, and ML, MLW once they stopped doing it. Then MLW took it over as uh, it took over the war games, but then they got a cease and desist order 
from WWE saying to stop doing it. And then that's when it picked up in NXT. So, okay. So they, so now they call it the war. They still do it, but they call it the war chamber now. In here's, here's the problem that I got. You got only the great match beyond. Huh? They can still, they call it the match beyond like the original tag name. Well, well, that's what, that's what AEW did. AEW yeah. is using the match beyond. But here's a question that I have. And I, I know we, we, we're jumping off subject, but when we're talking about Hell in a Cell, you, you have things that are locked on to certain organizations like uh, Bash at the Beach, Starcade, War Games. That's the NWA thing. Just like WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, uh, even Hell in a Cell is a WWF slash WWE thing. But once you stop using these ideas and things like you don't use them at all you've gone two three four five ten years without using them why are you mad if somebody else takes the takes well, the reins up to if, satisfy the, the people if it's copywritten and it's under that or patented or whatever or trademark whatever one whatever three it would fall under if it's still under that then legally they can't do it yeah because when w, when when wwf bought out wcw they bought, they bought all everything. that they bought yeah, all that they got all that so they, if, uh, it's, if it's still under that particular terminology, then yeah, they have a right to. But if it's just like a wrestling move, you can't. I mean, you could, you know, patent a move and legitimately, and nobody else could use it. But somebody's going to do it. Somebody's right. going to be doing it. You know, yeah, I'm just going to call another name. Running around, getting mad. Like, uh, how many people is going to continue to do the Dago Frankenstein? Y'all need to stop that. Cease and desist. I'm the only one that can do that. People are just doing it. Right. You know, the only thing was out of respect, you had it to where, okay, nobody's going to be pulling it off that often. Like, you know, yeah, other people in AAA and stuff like that have done a 619, but um, on the States, that's Ray Mysterio. Everybody right. knows that's Ray Mysterio. So you're not going to see that that often. I mean, during the, the heyday of The Rock, you're not seeing the Sambo Suplex or the Uranagi is what they're calling it now, the buzzword. You know, that was rock bottom. You know, the DDT was a transitional move. So, you know, they're not doing a DDT to pat on the back, bam, uh, like Jake. You know, the only variant you would see was uh, through Mick Foley, which now kind of became the paradigm shift and all the other stuff. The so, who? I know it as a double arm DDT. Yeah. Right. But that's, but now, but, but Moxley's using it as a paradigm shift. Yeah, he still so, don't do it right. So the only, well, I'm the only don't well, it's actually not the double arm suplex because he actually lifts up the person before he drops them. So well, it's, I mean, actually, it's, it's, a, it's variant, actually different. It's a variant. So right. I mean, when you, now you're talking now we, 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 the way you're talking, you're talking about like the Canadian destroyer, something no, that can't be something that can't be um, manipulated. You got to do the Canadian destroyer the way it was created. Yeah, same so, thing with you know the diamond cutter. How many? Well, cutters? there are variations of the diamond mm -hmm. cutter. But how many? Most of those came from DDB. <laughs> actually, no. Well, or actually, he, no. The people that the first he person is the first. The first person to do that was uh, Johnny Ace, and it was oh, yeah. Ace, and it was and it was the Ace Crusher, and he used to do it exactly. in Japan. So that's exactly. that's Johnny Ace. True. That's John Laurinaitis. So, oh uh, yeah. Well, you don't hear him rasping over there. <laughs> don't do my move. Give me a goddamn move. Well, that's Jake. That's more Jake because Jake is like, 
I don't believe I got all these people doing the do the, doing the DDT, and it's supposed to be a finisher, and now somebody's just using it as a uh, as part of their move set. Mm-hmm. Just just kill the just kill the whole the whole move. And I agree with that because nobody wanted to sell it. Right. They you know they, but, no selling a DDT pop up. But what the hell are you doing? But the thing is, if you remember back far enough, uh, Gangrel used to use the giant DDT as a finisher. Mm-hmm. Now that that now that right there, that's a dangerous move if not done right. Right. But my my whole question stemmed from we got so many ideas for pay per views that are not being used. Like I wouldn't care if I'm WWE. I wouldn't care if MLW, MCW, uh. FCW. I wouldn't care if they did these pay-per-view ideas to get fans in the seats because overall, if they do it, but then I do it at a bigger scale, I'm making money off of it. But it's what the people want to see. Isn't that what we want? Don't we want people in the seats? If MLW had not been on television, then it probably wouldn't be a problem. But being the MLW is on television and they didn't really necessarily have pay-per-views. They were doing things on their television program, which they still do. I mean, they don't have, I mean, they, they got their, their deal with fight with the fight network, like a whole bunch of other independents, but they were, they were actually doing things on their television programs. And, uh, and that's why they told them to stop using the war games name. Because A, they were going to start using it with NXT, and B, you can't have two companies using the same name. Yeah, that's that that, uh, that WWF.com problem. Because uh, when you think WWF.com, I can guarantee you now if we took a poll, nobody is starting that uh, acronym off with uh, World and Wildlife. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) World and Wrestling. And that's where that problem came into play. So, yes, World Wildlife Federation had that WWF.com before WWF.com. Well, there is a World Wrestling Association out there. There's an association, but it's not a federation. Right. But but to your point, it it is a World Wrestling Association. But, um, yeah, you're not going to get a lot of of folks or a lot of companies that are going to be doing that combination world and wrestling so yeah but i still don't understand again bringing it back y'all haven't explained to me why you don't think it's could be the second best with those two in a hell in a cell well you tell us why let me clarify to me the still the standard bear the mount rushmore the archetype right yeah always going to be always going to be um undertaker versus foley mankind yeah that that you know that's always going to be number one. Period. I could watch that over and over. Now, so what's your number two right now? Hold on, I'm right now is Undertaker versus Michael. Okay. For for the best worked, um, uh, Hell in Itself. The only reason why I think this could nudge that one out is because the finish won't have the gimmick ending of Kane. Because. Still in my heart of hearts, I would rather Kane have come after the three count because the caliber of that match was so strong 
and you were just in it. And then, you know, you thought Michaels was going to die. Undertaker was going to kill him. And Michaels was fighting back. And then you think again, Undertaker killed him. But Michaels comes back and it's just bang, 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 bang. And then Kane. And you're like, but wait a minute. What about Sean? You know, it, it just didn't. I would have rather it happened after the three count. So now, that's why I think Rollins Cesaro can slide forward in that instance. But let me ask you this, because I'm kind of kind of not remembering. I might be mixing my matches up. Wasn't did didn't Sean get busted open in, during that match? Oh yeah. <laughs> the, I, I would like to believe it was the hard way. Yeah. I'm thinking that he might have been hurt and they brought Kane in to kind of no, check on Sean. Anyway. No, it was happening anyway. That was the original plan. That was all set up to happen the way it happened. Okay. It had nothing to do with Mike. Michaels was going to put on a show. He did the show uh, the way he always is going to do, but the finish was the finish, period. That was predetermined. Kane was up uh, or called up, uh, or Glenn James was called up. He said in the car, or quite a few interviews on how he got there and his car broke down and everything else was going on and how he had to work all that stuff out to be there to do that introduction uh, with Kane in that moment. But watching it, I just wish, like I said, it would have happened after the pinfall. That's all I wish. Um, not the diminishing what Shawn Michaels did and how things turned out because he's a showstopper. Mr. WrestleMania, he was good. But I just personally wanted to see a clean finish off of the, the masterpiece that they painted. Because at that point, I didn't think there could be anything greater than that until Mankind and Undertaker. So, like I said, with a, a strong finish that doesn't involve uh, this got to be Kane or, or somebody else like that, those two can paint a picture and a Picasso in there that doesn't have to start or ever be with two of them on top of the cell. They could keep it and tell the story 100% in the cell. Hell, they could do the old school with the Goldberg spear uh, through the cage and you end up outside. But I mean, they could do so many things, but the, the story that they could tell with props and everything else in Hell in a Cell, I mean, I think that would still be match of the night. And possibly the second. Oh, match. it'll be match. Yeah, that'll be, that'll most likely be match of the night. I just have to see where it ranks with the rest of them like you said because i i don't know number two is pretty is pretty high when it comes to i know, hell I know. but you know that's why when i watched uh what happened on uh smackdown and saw the beat down and the writing on the walls like man these guys could really put something special together i know i know smackdown like, pissed me off i know smackdown pissed me off when they started playing roman's old music I popped it then too when, when Heyman came out. I was like, they listened. And then when Roman came, oh. Son of a. Dang. I know, right? That, that, yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this. Number two is very high for Rollins Cesaro, Hell in a Cell. That is very, very high. Uh, you're, to be quite honest, I can't even think of a number two. Uh, Foley Undertaker is the one that's still talked about 20 some odd years later it's the one that that everybody goes back to and it's like it's foley undertaker than everything else i don't think you have a true number two when it comes to hell in a cell i don't think this could do it kg uh i want you to articulate why you believe 
Foley versus Taker uh, at Bad Blood uh, can't be touched. Why? What? What made it for you uh, the masterpiece and, and put it on the precipice of just greatness? Well, first and foremost, to see uh, to see the match. Period. It was a well performed match to know the backstory of it after all these years to know that the undertaker was wrestling with a broken foot to know that when they went to the top of the cage the top of the cell that it was they weren't meant to be there zip ties and they started popping immediately yeah that wasn't gimmick right that wasn't gimmick at all so they had they pretty much ad lib that whole match right and the thing is to hear mick foley talk about it and he said you know for the un- he said the rest of the undertake he said it was an honor because of who he was his it, it just who he is now they but were supposed to, to go to the top now yeah they but were, they, they weren't supposed, supposed to, to start top. out they like that. To, they, yeah they were they were supposed to go to the top the throw off was supposed to happen but well, no, well, the throw off they Foley wanted to go up top. Right. Yeah, Foley wanted to go up top. Undertaker said that he didn't. He said he didn't want to do the throw off. He said right. that, that he was talked into doing the throw off, but, but that now, was actually planned. Then you now, go from that. him going through the top of the cage. That was an accident. That was a that was that was total accident. Mm-hmm. And then for the chair to come down, hit him in the face, knock his teeth out. Right. But then the throw off off but then when he went through the cage the, the the story that mick foley told he said that the undertaker said check and see if he's dead right <laughs> <laughs> but it was absolutely hilarious but then now they, he, he yeah it is and now because i thought he killed him but then when he threw him off the top of the cage he went through the table he got up off the stretcher and came back but then on top of that, he said one of the best things that happened in that match, he said he don't remember much of it. He had to go back and look at it. This is Mick Foley. He said when the Undertaker grabbed him and he said, let's go home. And he was like, that was the greatest thing ever because the Undertaker said, let's wrap this thing up. We wrap this thing up. And they took it home. It's just the, the what you saw and then what you hear happened behind the scenes. To hear it play out like that, there's no way in four, five, six, ten hells anything can touch something like that. That right there was a generational moment. That is a moment that one day soon, the Library of Congress is going to put that on the reel and have it preserved for what it means. Not just the wrestling, but what it means to pop culture, what it means to the world because everybody knows that i agree with that i agree and then you also have to couple that with the fact that it was a hundred percent pure raw visceral emotion the best commentary i've ever heard from jim ross happened at night because it was raw it was visceral and by god i thought he killed him too uh, the only time you thought, by God, he broke him in half, was actually pliable. Like his other times, like man, you just over exaggerate. He ain't breaking me in half. You can't do that. 
No, I think he may have broke that man in half when he threw him off the cage. You know, uh, uh, rest, uh, not rest his soul, but bless his soul um, for um, uh, Terry Funk losing his shoe and showing his holy sock <laughs> and getting that choke slam from The Undertaker. I mean, you know, Foley, Foley is God happened that day in reference to that chant to be able to just get up, just done. I mean, I don't even concussions we can't even talk about protocols it's just i don't even think there was anything registering there but what they talked about to do in that match but wait after he got up off that stretcher didn't he do a special guest referee match later on that night with two broken ribs oh yeah yeah he came back and took the bumps to stone cold and the stunner he took if you watch that which they don't show that often and talk about he just collapsed he just boom just like that that's how he took the stunner because he was still out there and to still come back out that night. Right. He was already getting medical attention. They barely just stopped the bleeding for him to come back and and do what he needed to do. And that wasn't even the main event. No. That no. Was supposed to be the a match. It that pay-per-view was, was just that damn good. Vince broke kayfabe. Slaughter broke kayfabe. I mean, you know, everybody's out there just just mind blown trying to to handle the situation and pray that is not Owen 2.0 rest of soul um and then for everything to come out of that and to be epic as much as Vince said um to, to Mick afterwards when everything was said and done don't you ever do that again he knew that just like Wrestlemania one when he said welcome to Wrestlemania that moment is synonymous in in tone to pop culture as that nothing else truthfully in my opinion in wwe will ever live up to welcome to wrestlemania other than foley and hell in a cell because it was just that transcendent you know people are trying to do whatever they can do to match that in other promotions and you will never do it it just can't happen doesn't matter how many times shane jumps off the cage does a backflip you know what i'm saying presses his clothes while he's falling down and all that stuff you can't you can't recreate that period it's a done deal the only time you come close is on a video game <laughs> when you set up two tables and then put your friend on it and then jump off the cage but that'd be the only other thing so i just wanted to, to put that out there to see because it just jumped out of me that hey that's going to be the hell of a cell match it's probably going to be match of the night but could it potentially live up to uh being number two of all time behind uh, arguably one of the best uh cage matches to ever happen in sports entertainment so uh old man though you a bold man hey man I, I believe in these gentlemen that they can go ahead and pull that out and make it happen man i know it's a it's a lofty statement and it's a bold statement but the, the caliber of work that they can do and if you let cesaro be cesaro for pun intended don't un, i mean uncage him uh then yeah the, the sky's the limit of what they can do and, and that's what i'm expecting the sky's the limit so well, we'll i guess we, yeah i mean that's all we could do i mean we got time we got about a couple weeks but next week we gotta uh, look at the uh the elephant in the room that is growing and growing as this uh, upcoming week is going to continue on and that is uh double or nothing so uh, some, some big statements that could potentially be happening with the stadium stampede and other things 
uh, and tie that in with uh, what just was announced with the two shows and the move to TBS and all that. So AEW has some momentum to erase the memory of uh, an explosion that didn't happen and a crash pad that was too high up. Mm. So they, they can erase that with a great pay-per-view and great finishes and great spots and a full crowd and everything else. And the Friday show. Yeah. On the 28th, that's right. See so how they see how they, see how they fare against uh head to head against uh Smackdown. Smackdown. Yep. That that'll be an interesting. So hopefully SmackDown is ready. If not, then they that, that's gonna be some riding on the wall. So that means that I guarantee you every title is gonna be uh uh defended that night. Guarantee you on the on the SmackDown side. Everybody's gonna be in it. They can't phone it in with Oh, we're gonna do a, a a six person tag or a triple thread or like no, y'all need to come correct that night. They know. But uh KG. Well, speaking of six our, person tag, I heard uh AEW is bringing back the six man champion, the six man tag championship. They've been talking yeah, about they, that they've been talking about that for a while, yeah. The young bucks have been trying to, to, to bring that to fruition. We'll see if it happens, but you know, that, that's when James is gonna go off talking about there's too many belts. But I, I mean, if you're gonna bring that. something back, you want to bring that. something back. Give me a U.S. Get not a U.S. title. Give me a TV title. That's what the TV title is. No, no, I, I want a true T. I want, I want a TV title, and I think they should do this for the women, because the women don't have an intercontinental championship. Give them a TV title. Now you know what would be interesting if AEW decide to make this uh, Friday show a women's show. They got the roster to do that. Yeah, AEW is it does. good enough? Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. It does doesn't matter. matter. It ain't got to be watchable. Does, Th- doesn't matter. We're not hey, talking about Nia Jackson. You already know that they have Britt Baker's and Nia Jack. I'm a Nia Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she uh, on your Nia mind too. Nyla Rose, and even in that situation, Jay Cargill and Reva and the Bunny, um, Red Velvet. <laughs> Um, who else? Uh, uh, there's quite a few other ones. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Statlander, Odorosa. Uh, 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 not Evelise. Evelise is left. Um, uh, who's the other one? Uh, Diamante. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they they got enough. But it's a name you said that jumped out. It just jumped off the. It just jumped off the page. Yes, uh, Mrs. Giddens. So uh, Jay Cargill. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Champagne and cupcakes out that thing. But um anyway, what's next? <laughs> I guess uh, it's nothing uh, left with you to Chappelle show. It is wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. Ah speaking of Chappelle show, we lost the icon Paul this week. Mooney. Yeah. Negro Domus, Mooney on movies. If you wanted to watch, if you're just discovering Paul Mooney and you think Chappelle Show is it, go on YouTube and watch his specials. Chappelle yeah. Show is like a fifth of what Paul Mooney is. Man, come on. Paul Mooney? Paul Mooney used to write jokes for Richard Pryor, Red Fox, mm-hmm. guys back in those days. So, I mean, Paul, and then he was, 
he was a comedy icon on his own. So yeah, Paul Mooney is the, Paul Mooney was the man. I mean, the only he reason he was on Dave Chappelle was because of what he did back in those days. Yeah. So yeah, and he didn't he didn't back down from anything. But a lot of people, I, I noticed a lot of people in my generation didn't understand this comedy. I don't understand. I don't understand what he's funny about. I said no, because they want to hear what he was saying. Right, you got to hear what he's saying. It's right. funny, but it, it makes you sit there and be like, "Damn, he right." He said it in a joke, but he just skipped you the game. Right. right. Mm-hmm. He was on some. He was on. He was on George Carlin before George Carlin. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he was doing. Good. I mean, he was. He was. He was very political with his with his comedy. Even yeah. I mean, you know. So I mean, he was always talking about racial issues and mm-hmm. things of that nature, civil rights and whatnot. So yeah, you had to actually listen to what he was saying. And to, you know, anybody anybody that can listen to uh, Dave Chappelle now should be able to listen to Paul Mooney back then and get what he was saying. That is true. And one of my favorite things that he did on Dave Chappelle, uh, I think it was season two. It was season one or season two. And he he did uh, Mooney on movies. And he uh, yeah. said they did uh, Gone with the Wind. He said... Hattie McDaniel played Mammy. He said, my favorite part of the movie is when she said, get off my porch, poor white trash. I stood up and I applauded. <laughs> and then the seat behind them went up. I said, oh my God. But it was funny. That whole segment was funny because he was talking about movies and people were just laughing. They didn't understand it when he was saying, uh, what do you say? Tom Cruise playing The Last Samurai. What's next? Uh, uh, Tom Hanks as, as, as uh, what do you say? Tom Hanks is uh, The Last Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> but it's true. How is Tom Cruise playing the last samurai? I never understood that, but I got the joke. But uh, rest in peace to a comedy icon, just a, 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 a icon. Period. So, um, of course, we wrapping up here Saturday night WrestleManiacs with the newbie and sumo, the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, and of course, yours truly. Uh, the big guy KG, we're here on StreamYard, Facebook Live, and the 24-7 Sideline Junkies 24-7 group, uh, Sideline Junkies Colon Podcast on Facebook, uh, Sideline Junkies on YouTube. You can hear us on Anchor FM, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Podcast, um, Verbal, uh, Podtail, Owltail, all the tales that the People's Choice Don Rodriguez like to get. Um you name it, we on it. So all you got to do is go- Google us, and you can find us. And uh, I meant what I said about Miss Faye Jackson. You are more than welcome to join the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. You have an open chair, open invitation. Whenever you're free, we will work around your schedule just because it's an honor to have you here. Yes, ma'am. I'll wear the Creek Squad shirt every show. <laughs> you come on here. So, with that being said, uh, I guess that's all our time because I, I think I'm getting the, the the wrap it up sign from my producer, who uh, has to hide behind things. But uh, thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend. We will be back tomorrow with the Sunday Rise. But until then. Can't say we don't do no overtime, but we are out of here. Good you, wild bitches. Diversify your bonds, chickens. <laughs>